0: Toxic relationships. And as you guys know, I am writing another book about narcissism. It's the game book, just so you can know the keywords and key things. what's going on and you can recognize these patterns of behavior and maybe steer clear of it but what I want you to know is that you're not alone and because of the type of abuse that they inflict it seems trivial at first because people see the pattern of well you were happy last week and you seem like uh, that was the love of your life well that was by design they they have a pattern um, when they meet you first of all even meeting is not by chance they've kind of watched you from afar or they've heard about you or through a friend or they just realize you know they picked up on your sensitivity so once they throw out their little test to see if you have uh, flexible boundaries if you have a good heart of sharing and caring and if you're may be so good-hearted that to the extent you may be kind of naive about certain things because we all think people were raised like us and think like us and feel like us and that's just not the case so with a narcissist they bank on you thinking that way and feeling that way so the attraction usually is an unspoken thing where they'll do a little test to see your response And if they feel like you're a good candidate, then it goes from there. They'll see your loyalty, support. They'll ask you questions about your friends and family. And if you're one of those who's kind of isolated, a loner, and you don't have a lot of friends and family around you, that's even better for them to start their, I call it, um, their mind control. And it's almost like the nazis i mean they put you through a battery of tests now the way they really get you is the love bombing stage and that's the initial greeting hello queen not to take anything from people guys who say this but i'm speaking from my experience um hello queen um how are you today oh my god look at you and some of them don't even put that much spin on it you know But they will be very attentive, very attentive, and they will watch your every move scientifically. Now you're thinking it's romantic. Look at this man. I have all of his attention, and he's just watching every move I make. You could feel their eyes on you. But in fact, it's more predatory, and they're watching you for the purpose of later, finding your Achilles heel and digging in. So... What I wanted to let you know was that love bombing is like a dose of heroin. That stimulating your brain and your heart and that back and forth electricity of just putting you on top of the world. And what they do to do this is actually so ingenious, but they mimic you. They watch what makes you tick and they give it to you. It's like a a dope dealer or something. They're just giving you more and more doses of this feeling of euphoria and the adrenaline is going through your veins like oh my god this must be love but what it is is he's appealing to your healthy narcissism and wanting to be considered wanting to be seen wanting to be felt like a person and somebody who actually understands i'll give you an example why ex-narcissist um attended to me so like every ache and pain so detailed rubbing and you know taking care of my every need and what they do is they make sure that nobody else does that for you discredits anybody else that tries to give you a massage or you know why are you with that person don't You know even if it's a a female friend or something oh well y'all must have something going on and just discrediting that person so that you'll subconsciously adhere to his contract that unwritten contract that you're not supposed to let anybody massage you but them and it goes on from there and then they kind of control your environment through giving you some messages about, well, don't do this, or this will happen, or don't do that. And it wouldn't be real obvious. It wouldn't be like, I'll punch you in your face. It'll be like, well, I'll take my, I'll not, I'll skip my love down a notch or two, and see how you feel about that. Or I'll give you the solid treatment. You know? Which is one of their tactics. So we, we're talking about love bombing, which is they sweep you off your feet, and then they'll alternate between uh, solid treatment or uh, downgrading or something of a negative contour So they basically want to let you know there's a reward and a punishment system. So they positively reiterate and then they you know, let you know, hey this is not what I want. This is bad behavior. So this is your consequences. Now you're going to be subjected to this so far and few in between in the beginning that you're not even going to see the pattern and it's not even going to feel like abuse but over time you condition yourself and it's definitely a conditioning to realizing i shouldn't do this it makes him act this way or i should do this he loves it when i do this and we all do this when we are in relationships to a certain extent with a narcissist though it's required and adoration and attention is not just, you know, a part of it. It's, it's, it's required to the extent of you have to lose yourself to make them feel great. Because like a drug, it's not going to cut it after a while. You They need more and more and more. And after a while, very sooner than later, they're going to need more people to do this because you're only human and you're going to run out of this... Energy, especially when they're beating you down on your own self-esteem Now I hope this sounds familiar to somebody. I really hope it doesn't but if it does Then you know what you're dealing with and that that's why initially people saying, you know You were so happy last week. You were smiling. You were enjoying the ups of the relationship But the down is so low You know, there's almost no coming back from that sometimes so not knowing that you're in this roller coaster relationship where you're giving and giving and giving, you're taking and taking and taking, and you're not even replenishing your own needs. So, I like to do the analogy of the popsicle stick. When that popsicle is fresh out the wrapper, and you take that first bite off the top or however you start, lick on the side, and you get your thrill when you're at the end of that popsicle stick you're regretting it is coming to an end but you know there's more popsicles in the box and you throw that stick in the box with the rest of the popsicle sticks that you've eaten they're not done they're there for a later project because with a narcissist everything all relationships are transactions I'm gonna go over here and pull out my money and I'm gonna purchase this popsicle stick. So when they pull out their money that's pulling out all stops and charm and trying to get you interested. When you buy, when you buy into it, then that's when they eat you up, throw away the wrapper, and they throw the popsicle stick in a box for a later project. Hope this analogy helps you out a little bit. Now we haven't even got deep into what a narcissist does to people. That bond for back and forth, you know, adoration, disappointment, you know, they they take you out for dinners and then they come home and they abuse you verbally or silent treatment. It's so confusing. It gives you a cognitive dissonance. As if, another example, cognitive dissonance will be somewhere when a person is... Lifting you up in words. Saying, I love you. You know I love you. the best thing that ever happened to me. I don't know how I can live without you. These are the things that people don't hear. But then, later on that night, when you burn the chicken, he punches you in the eye. Or, he doesn't touch you at all. He just looks in disgust. Walks away. Throws the chicken in the trash can. Or just goes to bed or orders a pizza and says, I don't know why I thought you were wife material. You can't even cook chicken. That's a good example. Now, that didn't happen to me (laughs) because many don't burn chicken. But at the end of the day, they do these psychological things that set you up to later want to rectify it. You spend your time trying to say well i'm gonna show him i can cook chicken and you go buy another chicken and you cook it then he says it's too salty or the next time he says it's not so, f- flavored enough there's not enough flavor so you just spend your whole life with them hopefully not your whole life but your life with them trying to show them that you can cook chicken and that's just a good example because it's going to be other things like, um, show them that you could be loyal, show them you could be attractive, show them that you can be, uh, responsible, show them that you can make the bread, you know? Now, guess what that's doing? That's taking all of the work off of them because they should be showing you something. What are they showing you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because what they showed you was in the beginning, the love bombing stage, then it went to the alternate back and forth of degrading and lifting you up again, just so you don't get too low. Because you get too low, they don't need you anymore. And you're no good to them. So then they go to the power plays of, you know, starting to triangulate you, getting you to not only just compete to show them that you could cook and you could be attractive. But then they give you a competition to, to put the salt on it. On the wound. They'll get another woman. And they won't hide it. They'll clearly show you, not even that they're physically touching her, but that they emotionally and mentally think about this woman because she's so pretty, or she's so smart, or she's, she can cook so well. Um, she's everything you're not, of course, because this is part of the ploy to lower you mentally to their vibration and that's the key word here they are on a low vibration scale they can't lift their self up to save their life and literally that's why they call the sub the um attention that they get from you and the way you make them feel uh, supply they need that supply of energy from your vibration to be considered a person in this world because they don't have anything inside. Now, I don't know exactly why this is, but it is a actual mental health disorder that is on the Cluster B personality scale. It's one of the classifications, should I say. And narcissism has to be diagnosed by a clinician. Um, but there are criteria that can be you know be checked off and if that person has let's say six or seven out of ten then they're definitely a narcissist but we do all have healthy narcissism um, traits you know we all want to be considered we all want to be important and we all want to you know be seen sometimes but not to any extent we won't go there just you know some narcissists do anything to be seen they they do it to a fault I mean it's got to be done because again that's their supply of energy the adoration is necessary for them to feel important now in relationships it's very difficult for women sometimes because they never leave yes I said that very rarely, should I say, do they leave. They they want to stay in your life some type of way. Because they need that as backup popsicle sticks for a project. They need your energy on another date. Now, maybe they, they've tapped you out and you have nothing else to give them because you don't have anything to give yourself. So they're dating somebody else. But just in case that one dries up, they're going to come back, you know, buy you a new dress, uh send some roses or something superficial and fake. So what they do is they basically alternate between these women because they know they're only human and they burn out. And so what makes them the most happy is if they can get these women to argue with each other, and that's another supply of energy. (laughs) And that's also them going lower to their vibrations. But anyway, the women will eventually realize that they're not the problem of each other, it's the problem of him playing them. And I've never had to go that far because I've always known that they were the problem. I've always realized that, no, I'm not playing this game, didn't feel right, and I'm out. And, you know, unless you got a clever one that can string you along for a while because on the one hand, you can convince yourself that you don't want certain things in a relationship And it's just this and it's just that, but that's also another way of settling for things. And then when you get a certain age, you're not going to settle. You're not going to accept certain things. So, the narcissist plays this game of triangulation. So, let's go back. We have love bombing. We have cognitive dissonance, because they're going back and forth. And we have the unwritten contract that they have embedded in your brain that if I do this, then this will happen. So they're alternating. They're alternate, They're alternating your behavior through um, reward and punishment. Then we have the triangulation. Now there's there's not always a triangulation of you between. I say another woman it could be between you and their family or you and their children um, or you and your family your children at the end of the day as long as there is people around them that are willing to uh, lobby for their attention fight about them Because negative attention is still attention. And they don't care how they get it. So, the reason why I said they never leave you is because, again, they may need you at a later date. If if they can mentally have you programmed to wait on them. And I mean, that is, not move on to a new person. And even if you did move on to a new person, they know the power that they have. From the love bombing and all the things that they sent you through. The mind control, the conditioning. Um, they know that they can come back. So what they do is they hover, And that may be, you may not see them for 30 days, but they're hovering. They're watching your social media. They're sending a random text. Just say, are you thinking about me? Or just maybe they'll just say, hey. And it will trigger you now the hoovering is probably the most psychological thing I've ever seen and it's abuse because you're moving on you're trying to get past something and then this random text or this random social media liking and they'll like a few things but then they won't like a lot of things because well it's the truth or Is showing that you're moving on. But if you say something like, Relationships are difficult. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. They like that. Like, like, like. So they're psychological abusers. And if you're dealing with a covert narcissist, then as we spoke in the other segment, the undercover one that moves a little more discreetly, it's very difficult for you to figure it out. You may be in it a couple of years before you figure out what has really happened. But because I studied this, my first book was about a narcissist, and my upcoming book is going to be about narcissism, I knew all the signs and I knew all the, the labels for the things that they were doing. One thing you want to look out for is inconsistency. Say one thing, do another thing. So I'm not going to make this a long one, but I think I've covered enough different flags for you ladies to see, to know that a narcissist is toxic and the goal is to destroy you because they need you to be on a low vibration with them that they can come back and forth to you as they please. And it's one thing to be an empath or a caring person or sensitive and all that but it's a whole nother thing to be a doormat and be constantly waiting there for somebody to come you know just wipe their feet on you walk on you i hope this segment has been informative i don't want to make it too long for you ladies but please please call me text me send me something to let me know that you liked or didn't like this try to go ahead and if you haven't already downloaded the Anchor app, then download that and go ahead in and find my name. It's going to be anchor.fm at Latonya-Coleman and once you get in there, you can just go ahead and Put me as a favorite, and then you can follow me. But I would definitely uh, like to hear from you ladies. 919-225-9585. Again, that's 919-225-9585. And the domestic abuse line, which is a national line, is 1-800-799-7233. Alright ladies, thank you again and until next time, goodbye.